0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 84 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw. With me today, I got Matthew Aguilar. What up? And producer Jim Viscardi. Hello. And today we have a lot to talk about. I know our title says Marvel Everything, but we got more than Marvel to talk about. Uh, we have to talk about what's happening on the Marvel front with WandaVision It's also the release of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, so we're gonna get into a review of that with a special guest who isn't quite here yet, but will be here later. And we gotta talk about the cast of DC's Peacemaker. Just got some casting announcements, so we're gonna look in on that. We're gonna go back to our rant and rave segment where we each get to drop something, kind of content we're either ranting about or raving about. And we have our usual comics breakdown this week. We are gonna get into not one, not two, but three chapters of marvel's x-men x, uh, ten of swords i keep saying x of swords i know just way it right. happens <laughs> uh, ten of swords crossover we're gonna give you the latest of what's going on in that tournament of sword fights plus uh oh no we scratched the other thing we're gonna wait for janelle that's right plus we're gonna give a rundown where we're gonna talk about something new going on in uh tv plus some comic stuff matt's gonna touch on so got a lot of good discussion to get into today so let's get jump back up up to the
1: top I jump on it. I jump on it. You're welcome. You said it. You set it up.
0: (laughs) So we record this as the Disney investor meeting is going on. I say that just to say right off the bat, if some crazy thing happens, Marvel related, otherwise, and we don't get it on this show, I'm sorry. We'll get it on the next show. Sometimes life is unfolding as we're putting these together. And, you know, if you've listened to this for any length of time in season two, you know, full well about our timing troubles now that said what we're talking about right now is the delay albeit slight delay to marvel's wandavision because we can't have anything nice in 2020 we were waiting to see if marvel's wandavision would be able to kind of come in around the christmas time holiday and finish out the year because that's i mean they they literally put out a commercial that said still coming in 2020 right like yeah unfortunate (laughs) <laughs> I forget, I, forget, I mean, like it's 2020 so much has happened. There's two different realities now. And like, I don't know sometimes which one like what stuff happened in which was a reality A or B that I saw a Disney commercial that like, yeah, that's still in 2020 to come. But um, so yeah, we were hoping that that was going to happen and kind of save our content around the holidays, but it ain't happening. So WandaVision has been bumped back to January of 2021. So like we said, not a huge delay but just enough to make me want to complain about how much 2020 really sucks just a little bit more. Um, Yeah. So I don't know, man, this, it just, it's crazy to think, but like we will, we, we've gone on, we're going to end up going a whole year with no MCU content, like no MCU phase four period, like nothing, you know, all those big plans yeah, I think we got a little too close to the sun with that of the <laughs> in-game mania. God was like, you have plans, Kevin Feige. He just wanted to remember, remind everybody who was in charge. But uh, on a serious note, like, yeah, this is crazy, man. A full year with no no Marvel content. Jim, you're, you know everything about Marvel. Why, why is this happening to us?
2: I, I mean, honestly, it's probably something that gives them, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really that much delayed, right? We were all expecting it after Mandalorian and Mandalorian runs into December. And so Disney's already got a bunch of stuff in December. Anyway, it still has Mandalorian soul comes out on Christmas. Right. Um, And I'm sure it's got a a few other things that, that are happening in that month to, to begin with. So, so why stick it or why start it in, in December where, you can go into the new year with the road with an open road, basically nothing else to really compete with it. And, and just kind of own the mind and market share there. So,
0: so like, is this just Hollywood's whole approach? Or are we just going to pretend
2: 2020 never happened? and everybody I mean, That's basically it. I mean, like, we're already in November. We just write the year off and hope 2021 goes a little better. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you know, Disney plus needs all the original content it can get. So why is squander it? both within such a tight frame let it breathe a little bit, you know, and actually like get a long run out of it. And hopefully, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier will then be completed and figured out. I mean, it, it sets you up better for the next year, I feel like. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But I
2: think also too, there is um, more that you can do. I would imagine that there are some scheduling concerns for the rest of like the MCU stuff, right? Because we we know that this show... Leads directly into to Doctor Strange two, and so by punting it a couple weeks, you give Doctor Strange two a few more weeks on, on the production time. Uh, but it also helps, lets them wrap up some other stuff, right? Like we still, I mean, Black Widow is just waiting in the wings. Um, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, still needs some time to you know to 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 wrap up basically to do everything it needs to do. So so it buys them a little bit of time. It uh, it's not you know too much more of a wait, and it. it it sucks that we have to wait a little bit longer, but I think inevitably it it will be better for it.
0: Personally, I subscribe to the philosophy of don't care how I want it now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I feel like, again, I mean, if you're just getting like a paying monthly for that Disney plus subscription, I feel like you, you're the smart person in the room right now because Who knows? They keep saying these things are coming, but I don't believe anything after 2020. They keep sending me emails. Hey,
1: do you want to renew? I'm like, I don't know yet. I can't (laughs) have a committee. Do you have anything to renew for?
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. WandaVision coming sometime. Latest time, they're telling you, 2021. Marvel is now the cable guy. All right. Moving right along over to the DC side. Like I said, uh, DC's Peacemaker. So we're getting James Gunn, the Suicide Squad, and it already has as DC is kind of making moves with HBO max, they are expanding a TV universe to also coincide with their movies. And one of the first projects for that alongside the Batman kind of Gotham PD spinoff is one about John Cena's peacemaker. And this was already kind of surprising news to get when we, when we got this, because we haven't even seen a trailer for, for the suicide squad yet. We've seen that like behind the scenes making of thing, but, uh, like nothing really official that shows off who Peacemaker is or Cena's performance or anything like that. But uh, yeah, we're, we're getting this thing and I, and I really do hope it's still called F. It's P like F it's Peacemaker because that's what they've been marketing it like. But this week we got the cast for the show and it's uh, revealed some interesting actor choices and interesting character choices. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to be getting Chris Conrad from uh, Perpetual Grace and Mortal Kombat Annihilation as Johnny Cage. He is going to be playing Adrian Chase aka Vigilante mm-hmm. in Peacemaker which is you know we've had Adrian Chase of course in a, in and Vigilante as two separate people in the Arrowverse. But uh, this is a more proper interpretation of the character, and a proper fit for a show like *Peacemaker* and a character. So, not mad at that. We have Daniela Brooks, who you guys best know from *Orange* is the, as uh, Tasty from uh, is the New Black*, who will be playing a character named Leota Ade Ade, Ade Adebayo. And I don't know who that's going to be. They haven't kind of given a DC Comics breakdown for that character yet. So we don't know what that's going to be. But uh, you know she's going to be doing something. And I'm just kind of – and it kind of marked her as a lead in the show too alongside Cena. So I'm just kind of happy to see Danielle Brooks and and John Cena kind of because that's like what – I haven't seen a pairing like that since Jimmy Fallon and like Queen Latifah in Taxi, you know what I mean? Oh, like, God.
1: <laughs> like- <laughs> what a reference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like just weird pairings of people. Like, So I'm kind of excited for that. Um, Robert Patrick will play Augie Smith, and Jennifer Holland is uh, repri- reprising her undisclosed role of Amelia Harcourt from the Suicide Squad, so she'll be also joining uh, and Steve Aji will be uh, John Economos. So this is all kind of crazy continuance. It feels like, because this is being written by Gunn, and he's directing episodes of it, it feels very much in the same same vein as the Suicide Squad, namely pulling these kind of more second, not, not even second, like third tier or yeah. lower dc kind of characters together for some crazy shenanigans the
1: characters i typically love that that bin that part of the bin is being mined for these guys
0: yeah and but i really do like have a good i don't know i looked at this casting and i was like okay i'm kind of like i'm kind of excited for this peacemaker show it made me feel a lot better because i could just see the kind of zaniness that's going to go into this and i like that it's not like taking itself seriously at all i feel like this is just going to be a nuts show and i feel like danielle brooks could be a good like actually as yeah, she was a more kind of zany person in orange is the new black like i feel like she could be a great just like straight woman to being like who is this
1: guy that i'm like with like this crazy and with some of those yeah. like those like heartbreaking moments she had in that show yeah. of just like like she can she can act like she's got real oh, yeah. chops so like the have that balance against cena who i think is going to steal the show in Suicide Squad, when that comes mm-hmm. out as this character, anyway. Um, and obviously, they're showing some faith by even giving him a show ahead of the movie even coming out. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be cool. I'm yeah, I think
0: James this. Gunn knows something we don't. I mean, James Gunn knew Dave Batista was going to be a star. Right?
1: Movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, he, and, and he was certainly right about that. So, I have a feeling like he knows something we don't. But uh, Peacemaker is certainly one I'm going to be keeping my eye on. So, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and pay some bills, but when we come back, we're going to take a quick aside moment for, for just a quick shout-out about something. Then we're going to get into rants and raves, and then our deep dive, so stay tuned for all of that. All right, we're back. Uh, I realized as, you know, last show went on, there was something we did miss, and we skipped. We were so busy looking for geek world distractions sometimes that I forget... There are a couple of real world things we should probably touch on. And uh, this is just a quick segment to say RIP to Alex Trebek, Uh, you know, Jeopardy icon, legend. We have arguments about these words in our office, but uh, I'm just putting him down for both because, you know, why not? But uh, yeah, Alex Trebek passed away. He, of course, had had a battle with uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. I mean, he looked like he was uh, doing well and was going to make, like, a full recovery for a while there. It looked like he was really on the mend and kind of getting better. But, uh, you know, it is a struggle, and, you know, he was a great fighter. And I know so many of us just – I mean, he's synonymous with just, like, life, right? Like, you know, Jeopardy and that show. I've had not one but two family members appear on Jeopardy. That's, like, how much of a staple it is in my family. Um, and there's also just much smarter members of my family than me. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just crazy. Uh, this has been a crazy year, and it just feels like every day there's like so much news about somebody passing away or loss or masses amounts of people that uh, it gets kind of numb to it after a while in a weird way. And uh, this is not my therapist office, so we're not going to get into all that. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to take a minute and make sure we just kind of remember Alex Trebek and just talk about what a kind of influence he was on all of us and just hearing his there's just some people like their voice their their likeness their image like yeah is really just synonymous in a part of your life and deeply ingrained with you so yeah r.i.p to alex trebek and uh for me i also wanted to talk about this because i'm just going to shout out the idea that's been going online uh there's been a lot of talk of ken jennings you know super jeopardy player ken jennings taking over the show which would be a fitting ode to that i don't know if was alex trebek ever super jeopardy player before he became host. i don't know um, but I am for the alternate theory of LeVar Burton, former Reading Rainbow icon, taking over Jeopardy, just because that's just another comforting voice that, uh, that I, I would love to see take on that role. So I'm in the camp of LeVar Burton. I want to see Jordy LaForge handling uh,
1: Jeopardy from now on. So that's yeah, just me. I agree. I think Jennings is the probably the most likely pick, but I would like to see LeVar. I, I think that would be a great way to like i don't know just continue that you know that legacy in a in a different way so but it's great
0: yeah the guy who educated us to keeps educating us to read can ask us some some hard questions too I
1: think
0: he also
2: has he's got the personality and the temperament i think that would just you know, yeah there's a certain air you need for really jeopardy well. like you yeah. need that stature and he just has
0: it you know he's the man who taught us to read jim <laughs> he taught the world America to <laughs> I mean
1: you ain't you lying sure? that's <laughs> true, yeah
0: so yeah r i p Alex trebek and uh, long live Jeopardy, and good luck to the next host. Those are big shoes to fill. All right, moving right along, let's get into our rants and raves this week. This is our new segment where we get to tell you about the content we are kind of engaged with out there, and so you get to know a little bit more about us and what we do and it, and it lets you uh, lets us let you know about stuff that doesn't necessarily like a segment of the show but we enjoy which is sometimes more interesting to you guys so this week i or this show i'm going to rave and what i'm going to rave about is fargo season four um you know like i said things are so hectic these days it's just so hard to keep up remembering everything especially the content we do have since it's in so many places and just you know so sporadic uh, I forgot I f- didn't watch the latest episode of Fargo and I was up at like two in the morning and I sat down. And I was like, you know what? I'll just watch the first 15 minutes, see what this episode's about. And then I come back. Hour later, credits are rolling and I'm just still in my seat like, holy God. And I just realized then that Fargo season four, and this is a show that, you know, I love. And, and I think it's one of the best shows on TV whenever it's on. But uh, so Fargo season four has been the most my favorite Fargo of the Fargo so far. Uh, it's just been really excellent, and I can't rave enough about it. Uh, I think when it premiered, I did a quick shout-out for it on the show, and I said it's basically about a season where Kansas City, uh, in the 1950s, about two rival gangs kind of getting into a war with each other, uh, the Italians and this black gang that's led by Chris Rock. And, yeah, this show is just so good. It, it just Noah Hawley takes everything from that Cohen Brothers film which has to do with kind of just the corruption of the human soul, uh, you know, crime, extreme moments of just like shocking violence and that crazy kind of Midwestern quirkiness and in, in boils it all together. And this season has really done that. And uh, the, as the unfolding war between these two families really gets to some dramatic places, uh, people, there have been some, excellent sequences timothy oliphant like in this latest episode just was which was kind of focused around his character uh it's just so great if you think he did a good job in the mandalorian like man he's just so good in this show as this ultra mormon u.s marshal who you know is really smart but at the same time very just folksy and always eating like a thing of carrots from his pocket and like going into the most dangerous criminals like no fear and facing them down and It's great. Um, Yeah, Jason Schwartzman and just Chris Rock and everybody in the show has just done a phenomenal job. And these episodes are just more gripping than like pretty much everything else I'm watching on TV or in movies right now. So check out Fargo season four. I can't rave about it enough. That's me, Matt. Uh,
1: Yeah, so I originally only had a rant in here. (laughs) But I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about that. So I I stuck a raven because I I thought of something. I want to be positive. Uh, I tend to play games when I'm just not, when I'm not working and that helps me wind down. But uh, occasionally, especially like in 2020, uh, I kind of need something that's a little more brain fluff. Uh, So the new supermarket sweep is that for me, I actually was one of the ones binging the old show when it hit uh, Netflix. And then it's also on Amazon Prime. Uh, And so seeing Leslie Jones... Uh, give her spin. I feel like she's a perfect host for this version. Like she's just incredibly fun. She f- gives so much energy to it. Something the old host did not do. Um, and uh, I think it, uh, some of the changes are, are really cool. Like I don't love every single change. I hope they get a second season so that they can like work out some of those kinks, but it's just really fun. I Leslie Jones wasn't always my favorite on SNL because sometimes I felt like the writers put her into the same characters every single time and didn't like let her you know, change things up a little bit here. She just gets to be natural her all the time, but it just feels natural. And I think, I think it's great. So that's really fun. If you're looking for something, just not that you don't have to spend a lot of bean power on, do that. Uh, my rant. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. as someone who has spent now two months, <laughs> two months attempting to get a PS five, At random times, whether it's one in the morning, because I see a tweet go up and says, hey, GameStop has them, or hey, Best Buy has them. I almost, I thought about getting a Costco account just to try and get it from Costco one day. Uh, Like bundles, like everyone's trying to sell you bundles. This rollout has been atrocious. Like this is (laughs) one area where Microsoft just beat the pants off of Sony from the initial pre-orders to like having everybody organized under a certain date and then having people go there and like the retailers actually obeyed them. Like this has been such a disaster of a rollout. We've always had to, like there's always shortages and things like that. And the pandemic of course makes things harder to obtain. So I'm not blaming that on Sony, but just they're like kind of nonchalant, like, hey, here's some, here's some over here. Like, it's like, I just don't understand it. So it is incredibly frustrating. I got to the point I've tried- Four different times today already. <laughs> Sitting in queues, looking at Twitter, following the right people, whatever, trying to get this stupid thing. It's been in my cart nine times. I've been at the pay thing nine times, and it vanishes. It goes away. What really? I'm for real.
2: Wow. And like, wow. It's, I
1: have it. I've sat there. The money's there, Sony. Like I literally have it, and it goes. Nope, out of stock. Well no, that's the one thing.
0: That's the one thing. I don't spouse any religious beliefs except for one, which is that I sh- thou shall not make me work to pay thee.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right.
0: It has that been is my one religious like law and, that I and- stick to. I'm there not is, working hard to pay you. I'm trying well, there, to
1: pay you. Well, that's the thing. I'm yeah. ki- I'm to the point. I even told it yesterday. I was like, I'm kind of the point where I'm just gonna like when I get this thing, I get this thing. I'm I'm kind of over it. Like I'm kind of like I'm done. I'm so frustrated. It's such a stress ball. I don't care. I'm I'm gonna play my loud PS4 until it dies, and then I'm Go gonna <laughs> like that's where <laughs> I you am. This. You this. You did. You did a
0: rain. You earned this. Go I, on. That's
1: where I am, though. I'm so frustrated. I want one. I want your big. I have Sauron machine, and I can't get it, so, <laughs> Please, for the love of Lord, let me order one, or stop taunting me with, like, Walmart. We're going to have five. GameStop literally started a pre-order, and I swear they had one. One dude in, like, Wyoming got one. Like, <laughs> like why? Why do you do that? Anyway,
0: okay, so. Uh, yo, I'm staying out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm almost him. there. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> they, almost, they almost got me this year, and then I was just like, nah. Plus, my kids are starting to discover video games and it took like five seconds of them even watching something like overwatch to be like okay you guys like i need to get you a
1: nintendo switch first something like for you <laughs> yeah like before so. you go
0: like yeah one day it came in my son was like clocking in a call of duty just smiling at me holding the controller i was like give me that like
1: what is what is. This? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah. yeah. so
1: that's my my rant. And that's it. I am, you just I, need, I, you just need to
2: take. You just need to take my approach and just
0: just wait, man. Just yeah, we'll wait till January. everywhere. Yeah, I'm, getting, the, I'm getting I'm getting Miles Morales in a bundle. I'll get the PS4 one now. Yep. It's for
1: one, I, I'm not joking. You. I had that stupid GameStop bundle with like eight controllers and a camera and like a digital thing. I was like, screw it. I'm just gonna do it. Couldn't even get that one. Wow. Couldn't, couldn't even get that one. Hey, anyway, what's your money. That's my rant. Hopefully, I'm just gonna go play Valhalla on my loud PS4, Hubert. And we'll
0: be fine. We'll be all right. If Do a good friend. Let them remote access their PS5. Anybody That's have right. that kind of good friend? You, you could do that. Yeah, let them just remote access your PS5 from there. Who's a good friend out there? All right. We're going to keep up with that. Jim, what is your rant and or rave today?
2: Uh, I was going to rave uh, about Star Trek Discovery. Um, I have uh, just like literally this just this past month um i have caught all the way up and i love man it or something it's awesome. i i love i mean it's the thing it's like i know it's a thing that like a lot of people have liked and uh and have said very you know very good things about i just i just haven't had time right and so no, like, i mean
0: i'm not i'm not slim everybody can find content these days at whatever time yeah. they find
2: it And uh, it's just, it's, it's a phenomenal show. The first season you can tell is kind of like a, a, almost a tale of two cities kind of thing. And just like first half and the the second half uh, almost feel like two different shows. Uh, Not that it's a bad thing. I think it's inevitably ends up uh, really, really well. That second season is phenomenal. And and what we've seen in the third season is just has been, has been really, really good. The thing that blows me away about the show is the straight up production value in here. Like these are hour long movies every week like when during the season, like it looks so good. Um,
3: yeah, it doesn't
2: look like, like, like the space fights don't look cheesy or cheap. Um, you know, the like wherever they end up, like uh, the sign of a great show for me from a production value standpoint is like, I can't always tell where like the line is from what is the practical set and what is potentially a group, a blue or green screen. And, um, I think that, that that just says a lot. And so, but like Sunigo Martin-Green is phenomenal in that show. Um, I, I mean, every, everybody is. And like, it has me excited for, uh, you know, the, the, the spin outs that, that are coming, uh, you know, for the show. We know we're getting a section 31 show with Michelle Yeoh's uh, yeah. character who is, she's just great. Um, and we're getting the, the Pike show. And like, that was the thing, like I watching season three, really has me <laughs> missing Captain Pike from season two. Uh, Cause he's, it he was just a great, great captain. Um, so I, it's, a, it's, it, I, it took me no time at all to, to binge it. Uh, yes. It's on, it's on CBS all access. So it is another you know streaming service that you need to, to spring for, but like get the trial and, and, and watch the show. It's, it is phenomenal. Um, I have one small, one small rant that I didn't mind. Well, I was going to say there.
0: this week, there's my name my mind nearly broke because i love michelle yo on star trek and there's a scene with her in this latest episode this week between her and david cronenberg <laughs> <It was so laughs> and, and, and an interrogation if you know her character captain georgia like yeah it, it's so good it's just cronenberg trying to like get inside of her head while she tries to get inside cronenberg's head and it's just that was like if Star Trek does nothing else but stupid stuff like this for the rest of the time, I'd be immensely happy. Like, yeah, that was great. You two yeah. have
1: almost. I, this is probably my next. Like,
0: oh, you would love show. Discovery. I, like, I yeah.
1: it's just like every time I, I hear a little bit more, it's like, ah, I should try because I'm not a Star Trek person. I really never.
0: Have I knew a absolutely silly
2: person. Yeah. yeah, I knew absolutely nothing about Star Trek coming into the show. Like, other than okay. like I, wa- I had seen the first. Uh, I, I, I watched. I like I had. I know, like, about I know next the next generation. generation. Yeah, that's right. what I. Yeah, know. I know, I know about you know Deep Space Nine, um, and you know, and, and all that. But like, I didn't really like, I didn't know know it, and it has me, it has me legitimately wanting to like go back and watch a lot more of it because it's, um, I was I clearly missing out. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, the beauty of, and just to kind of stump for it real quick is the beauty of Discovery is that it begins before the events of the original series so none of that stuff matters Yep. and the third season yep. jumps to a future further than anything that's been explored in the series before so yep. it's literally in two different oh, wow. eras of time where like none of the other franchise has taken place and yep. so you don't really need to know I mean it's only fun if you know the history and context for in an ironic sense it's not yep. it, like if you know how things turn out with Klingons, then the season one is kind of very doubly interesting to see how it began, but it's not at all necessary. If this is your first time figuring
2: out what Klingons are, you'll be fine with season yeah. one. I would, I would yeah. say, if you are a fan of Mass Effect, yes. you need to be watching Star Trek Discovery.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that, oh boy, okay. I, yeah. I like that. It's like,
2: I love Mass <laughs> Effect. And to me, this feels the most like that in, in show form. Um, that that you know than anything i've i've seen you know in, in a while i love right. i love that like I, I, I get it that's the name of the ship but like there are like the legit discovery aspects of it the science aspects of it and then like the action in the show is just phenomenal and so um like i said it's i love it i can't recommend it enough uh but okay my small rant uh you, you would hear, you would hear more of this uh, if you listen to our Pokemon podcast, but I don't know if anyone knows this, but Pokemon cards have gone insanely crazy value wise uh, where like, you know, if you had a, uh, a Charizard just a couple months ago, you could buy one for five, $600 now like that same card and of that quality is now selling for like three grand. And if you have a first edition, perfect condition, you can buy a house with that card. Like that is how crazy it's been. But now the problem is, is that now everyone is like digging out their stuff. And he's like, Oh, I've got this. And they're all, it's all garbage. Right. And everyone is just like, just, they're just trying to get whatever they can. And it's just, it's like, like, no, go away. Is this 90s comics? Yeah. (laughs) Is this like 90s
1: <laughs> extreme comics? Like, We're going to have I mean, like but nine that's the thing. copies it's like, of a gold book.
2: There is, there is a legitimate, um, I mean, like there is a legitimate heater. Like Logan Paul is getting involved. Uh, oh, Ninja has been, <laughs> has been buying up some cards. <laughs> uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has been buying some cards. And so the crazy, like, and here's the thing, those guys aren't spending insane amounts of money on these cards because they think they're going to be worthless in a couple of years. They like, these are like, like, like sports cards before them seem to have a, a true investment value, but like it just has exploded so nuts recently that everyone is coming out of the woodworks being like, would you like to buy my wares? And it's like, no, you have garbage. Go away. Like, <laughs> it's, but like, even, even like with new yeah. sets, like there was a, there was a Charizard card that came out in the most recent set that immediately off the bat was selling for $800 in the second, uh, hand market, which is just crazy pants. Yeah crazy and
1: pants it's 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 nuts also it, rem- it makes me think of that pawn stars episode where the guy brought in all these Charizards, oh yeah. and like they were like all like high rated ones and like yeah. rick didn't buy them and chum was like uh <laughs> like i don't know what to do with them i know they're worth money i don't know what to do with them like oh my god that's like thousands of dollars just sitting on there but whatever yeah do you, well I so anyway, that's, that's what all name.
0: those Pokéramon geeks from the 90s this is the future they wanted. All right. Moving right along. Okay, Let's like, looks like we got some time, so we might as well take like about ten minutes and like talk about Ten of Swords in the uh, current chapters of Ten of Swords. So we've been kind of in talking about the build up to what Ten of Swords will be. This kind of sword tournament between the X Men and these mutants from Morocco, the lost half of Krakoa. They got lost in Ameth, the dark half of Otherworld. And it's all been preamble and questing up until this point. Everybody had to get their swords and their teams together, and the first half of the story was all about that. Then we got Exosword Stasis, and a couple chapters afterwards, which saw all the combatants going into a dinner party together. And I think where we left off talking was uh, Wolverine eviscerating Sat- Lady Saturnine, the kind of the magistrate or god of the OmniVerse goddess, and you know hoping to get out of this tournament by doing that. Well picking right up with ten of swords that plan does not go well at all for logan uh and this i think just to frame this whole week is where i mean this story just gets weird from here like this week's version like just a chapter of this story everything gets weird and nothing plays out kind of how you expected this whole thing about how we're just gonna have a sword tournament and yeah that's gonna be (laughs) it yeah i mean we've gotten way weirder from there so which is dividing (laughs)
1: a lot of people
2: yeah. Well, Okay, so that's what I'm excited to talk about, because like I feel like, for me, it's a bit of a bait and switch and not what I signed up for.
1: Dropping grenades already.
2: Dropping. Oh, you're trying to say it's Empire?
1: <laughs>
0: no, I'm gonna, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Empire's is a... That's yeah, a, and I'm going to defend Ten of Swords, and I'm already going to say, because I already have a piece in the works that defends Ten of Swords from a certain vantage point of what this story really is and why i enjoy it um and i'll say i'm enjoying it because i had the story in the bank i just never got to it last week and now after these chapters i'm glad i didn't because i'm Uh, like oh this is even better don't you love that happens yeah and basically it's a theory that what this really is 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 and i don't know how long hickman and them i mean it's obvious they've had frames of this in the pipeline for a long time but uh like it's kind of ironic because we didn't like the kind of excalibur series and we said like it's kind of weird fantasy king arthur thing just didn't work for this dawn of x but i feel like ten of swords is very much a fantasy story Mm -hmm. kind of dressed up to be an x-men story and it actually works for me i think it works as a fantasy story and i as somebody who actually read a lot of fantasy as a kid like i'm actually loving this stuff like i'm loving Otherworld. I didn't – whereas I did not care about this place mm-hmm. at all through all of Excalibur, the Captain Britain mythology, all of that. I didn't ever care yeah, about it. That's
2: a this. big reason why I just stayed away from Excalibur. Not No, you, I mean, I'm talking had, about like,
0: all of Excalibur for years and decades. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I can't – I
2: the Captain I, Britain yeah. stuff just – Yeah, uh, just,
0: I never liked I any of this. I now like this stuff much more than I did. I like and Excalibur I like,
1: Age of Apocalypse when Nightcrawler was leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
0: cool. And in like, I, I just – I I I'm, I open these books and I and I they kind of been throwing me because I never know what I'm getting into and it doesn't play like a typical comic story and I'm kind of enjoying that, um, just like opening the thing from uh, Marauders and just having this long page of just text that tells you all this epic stuff that most comic publishers would have put into like five like two three issues of, you know, the Starlight Citadel file falling out of the sky, magic making this epic save, like all this stuff from this. And then you find out it's this alternate future that Wolverine has been transported into. It's essentially just this one long, crazy dream sequence whose sole purpose is to say, like, don't mess with Lady Satterine. Like, this is how powerful of a person you're messing with. And I love that. Like, I just enjoyed that. And after all that, we just have a dinner party. Like, again, I was Those saying- two issues, man,
1: have been so like just segments first of all i love
0: marauders marauders is still like the best thing i've seen come out of comics (laughs) in like a long time every issue of that as random and scattershot as it might feel like it's just so good in these self-contained issues whether they're little stories or big stories and this party issue this continuing party was just so good and just George R. R. Martin should like read this this comic and be like, This is how you do a feast scene. Like, in, like, <laughs> like yeah. with weird dishes and stuff. And like Hickman and them, they're just so like twisted. They serve a unicorn. Like, uh, no, like it's so yeah. messed up.
1: And then, and then like, like, like Logan just like.
3: Uh. Yeah,
0: storm <laughs> yeah. is like, oh my God, like I would never eat that. And Logan's like, hey, this is really good. And he's just like already chowing down. And just all the weird details. And like this is what they said i i don't think we've been bait and switch because this is what hickman and his whole creative team said from the beginning this kind of weird slice of life x-men stuff is like what they love to do putting all these weird characters together at a party and just having them talk is like what their joy in this all is and i very much enjoy it like just seeing gorgon or like who was it cable oh, trying okay. to talk to apocalypse and his wife yes and all that and he says something like what that this is weird and they just like give them this crazy mutant definition of why weird doesn't matter And he just like feels like an ass like just great scenes gorgon at the party just like talking trash and like
1: Go- Talk about MVP! Like who saw Gorgon like coming out of this as being like one of the yeah. coolest characters? Period. When he stepped off, through well, that clearly you didn't Krakoa. clearly you
2: didn't read Secret Warriors then because he was great in Secret. He was Warriors, good in there, that. but I yeah, uh, out of all of like, these characters, like,
1: yeah. I didn't see him like oh, yeah. raising to that level and like oh wow okay like no other thing. He keeps like,
0: getting included in Krakoa and then in Intent of Swords. I kept saying like what is Hickman's like thing with Gorgon? Like when is this guy Hickman. gonna like do? Hickman, something? Hickman
2: loves Gorgon.
0: And now it's just like okay, I'm getting to I get it, like I'm getting to love Gorgon too. So like, yeah, the dinner party scene was great. Um, and then there's a dragon attack, and you know, you know
1: this poor is Shogo,
0: like, leave yeah. Shogo
1: alone. That broke my heart a little bit.
0: <laughs> I knew you would feel some kind of way about that, but this is like Game of Thrones stuff. Like this is purely like crazy fantasy with the X Men stuck in the middle, and I'm loving it. Um, now we get into the actual tournament. And the thing I think, and I think what Jim's referring to here is none of these have been quite like we've expected, right? We expected these dramatic sword fights to the death. I'm still unclear about the rules. I feel like this is more like March Madness than just like a, like a you know, a 10, you know, most wins wins. I feel like there's, because there's this point system that's being now introduced. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like crazy and random and Saturday is just kind of making it up as it goes along. I think that's it. I mean,
1: I think that's it's just her. It's just and like as we see later, which I'm sure you'll get to, like her motivations are in this in every single clash. Like yeah. it's not about people fighting the people they even thought they would. It's it's all just that her whim and like if you mess with her, she gets pissed. Like yeah.
2: And see, like and I, okay, so yes, that is one thing that I'm just like uh, like, like what what. I feel like they spent they spent a lot of time setting up an expectation to not only subvert it, but just be like, well, none of that really mattered. And so like, I feel, I'm sure there will be another payoff where it's like, Oh, okay. I, I get it. But right now I'm like, I don't, I can't really see where it's going. And there's not that many chapters left. No. Um, and so like, either we are going to rush to the end here and I don't think anyone is going to, going to feel any better uh, about it or like, because it's supposed to, you know, set up where it leaves the X-Men going forward. And like, you know, obviously, so, you know, we're, we're, expecting some deaths. Um, but, but even then, I think it's like the thing that Kofi really likes about it is, and one of the things that I, I don't really like about it is it's full bent into, into fantasy land. Uh, I've been okay with the fantasy aspects of it up to this point. And now I just feel like it's gone into the territory where I'm like, well, I don't care.
0: But what other, <laughs> aspects, what other aspects were there? I mean, from the beginning of this, it was just a evil Game of Thrones, White Walker army, I mean, marching across mystical world. Like, I mean, it's been has pretty been fantasy yeah. leaning
1: this, this whole time. Yeah, there's maybe. no
0: sci-fi in this, except for like them up on uh, the sword thing, you know, that was like as sci-fi as it got for like a second. And even that was some fantasy interdimensional thing. Like
1: Now, so. as what has become tradition, I feel like now when we get together and talk about these, I'm somewhere in the middle. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I love the fantasy styled stuff, clearly from the other stuff I like. So like, this is up my alley. I, I love the pairings. Uh, and I agree with Jim on the first battle. The first battle we see like this week is the one with like, captain britain and um remind me uh it's, it's gonna be the unbeaten. unbeaten yeah and so that whole thing which is supposed to be like this kind of epic thing you're, you're trying to figure out like how this how it's not how she's not going to be beaten and that is so like anticlimactic <laughs> it's just she's like she shattered we can get no spoilers because i mean it's been out you yeah. so like she shatters and it's over what a page and a half it's like a page yeah, and a half that's done on
0: the other side we all knew betsy was a scrub when she went in I'm like, well but i'm saying like I'm that gonna...
1: whole thing was supposed to be like that so to me that kind of left a that was not the best launch into this week's stuff because i was i was let down i was like well that's sad then we got into the doug stuff with the marriage thing and at first i was like okay i don't like where any of this is going and then we got towards like the end and like the fact that like he can't understand like he can't it's she's one of the only people that like he can't figure out with his abilities and that whole thing's really interesting and then the fact that he's like so taken with her that makes me laugh like there's so many little weird things with that that I'm in that I'm intrigued and then once we got to the next part where it's like the uh the arm wrestling match it's like over like that but it but it's fun, and I and I enjoyed that. Uh, and then we get into like the Logan stuff, which that whole issue I dug a lot. Like if you were saying say, that to off, me, the to me
2: there. the best parts of this whole thing have been the Wolverine issues. I've really dug those. I mean, this was uh, good. This whole this like was another one.
1: But you see the Satterine like. I have a vendetta against you. You don't I mess with her. me.
2: I just, I just, I hate her.
1: But I think I do too. I, I can't stand like every time she's on screen and like, she's saying something and screwing with people. I hate her, but that's the point, right? You're supposed to weird. But it's weird, but it's weird like because her.
2: like, I don't hate her. It like, she's, she's, she is the villain. Right. But I don't hate her in the way that like, I love a, a villain like Homelander. Right. Like, There are villains that I love and I think are great villains. I don't think she's a good villain and I think she's stupid.
1: (laughs) I'll see. I think she's a great villain. I don't like her. But yeah. I don't feel like every villain has to have them like, like you don't have to empathize no, or know. like every villain to be no. a good villain. And I, I like her. I think she's doing an effective job of just being like, no, I, I like want her. to see the yeah. day someone kills her. <laughs> she's
0: again, a great fantasy villain. She's a Morgan Lefay like uh, a yeah, like like Disney <laughs> you know Maleficent. She's like a Disney evil witch. I mean, which is again, crazy to think about in an X-Men series, yeah. but works really well. And I mean, I mean, she's the close, she's like a, a sweet version of Madeline Pryor, right? Like, I mean, she's just this kind of mystical character, but she's this kind of, wears this mask of being this kind of clean, pristine goddess. But what I like about these issues, and specifically about Saturnine, is more and more as we go along, we begin to see like the truly kind of twisted, mm-hmm. powerful, kind of you know god that that this person is and it, and it keeps coming out in waves right like you know the thing she just whispers to shogo like just really insidious stuff like oh your mother's lucky if she had come in here i would have murdered her in front of her friends like you know oh and it's just stuff like that and the fact that she can do all this stuff on a whim that she takes logan through this mind screw thing that just basically backs Logan down for, like, the rest of the tournament.
1: He's like, no, yeah. we are not killing her again. Like, I also yeah. know Jim doesn't like the Arako group as much. I don't. But I can't I remember his name. The one that um – I'm blanking. But the one that comes from the, like, the Pillar of Light or the – the one who heals Doug. The White Sword. White Sword, thank you. I love that character like so like, oh, I love- the, more, the more and more we like he like interacts with everybody else I'm like dude this this dude needs to be in a book at some like after this is done I want to see that character like in a series with some other team or something like that well that's great.
0: the thing I'm actually liking about this is the unexpectedness because this is it's not some generic x-men and their dark reflections and that's what we were teased like we were going to get right Like, it was going to be Wolverine versus Solemn, and we were all figuring out, pairing in our minds, like, okay, who's the dark reflection of this character, right? Like, and getting that all worked out. And it's just like, this is kind of more interesting because I feel like what's happening is these, these characters are interacting, these different mutants from these different sides, and there's more room for them to form, to be kind of aligned together at the end of all this. And Saturines, like the villain, like we said, and that's more interesting to me because I do want to see more of these characters. I do want to see more of the White Sword, uh, pa- even Pog or Pog. Um, <laughs> it's going unbeaten. Like the more these people just talk and interact, the more I like these Araco mutants and-, and their whole philosophy and their potential place in the X-Men franchise as this more hardline kind of version of mutants that have been through this kind of hell. Compared and look at the others and be like, would you, would you complain about what happens here on Earth? Like, you know, what we've been like, you know, let's mm-hmm. just take this place over. And they're all like, whoa, you know, and just doing that whole nine. So it's unexpectedly fun to see this. And the different realms of other world and all that stuff are, are kind of interesting. Like, I've never been more interested in the crooked market or like the Fae Kingdom or stuff like that. So yep, I think it's just interesting. See, I mean,
1: that's, that's you. That's, oh, my God. That's but, you. But the Wolverine Storm stuff was great, I thought, too. Yeah, yeah and just things like
0: hilarious. random things are happening, like a contest of Wolverine Storm drinking, and they almost kiss, like, until – But Wolf, they Wolf, both
1: – but it's crazy because, like, Saturine has made it like, well, you're facing each other. We're on the same team. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's a lose-lose. Like, it well, no,
0: I think they figure out and start drinking. They're like, well, it's a win-win no matter who loses. Yeah. Gets the point. <laughs> and they're, like, down so many points at that point. But like, then yeah.
1: I like that they paid that off that he's now drunk when he's trying to fight for his life or whatever. It like, and oh, that's,
0: that's what crazy. I like about Saturn is like Saturn to me is like a version of arcade that like is more interesting. Like she yeah. can has the literal power to just comparison. pull together these random things where like magic is suddenly like discombobulated, like walking through the floating kingdom. But what's and her
2: motivation? Like, what's the point?
0: That's all coming. And there's a lot of seeds that have been sown to like too many message. seeds. <laughs> yeah, well, we got enough I mean, chapters okay. to pull to it out. To be together. fair,
1: though, I'm pretty sure we said the same thing about House of X and, and, powers, yeah. and powers of Ten At some point in time, we were like, he's got to pay this off. he keep kicking the can down the road. Like, we talked a lot about that, and then it worked out, I think. I mean, I think all of us can agree, like, that event answered those questions and set up really cool things, right? So, I mean, hopefully this is the same.
2: I do um, want to call out Joshua Cacera's art in Wolverine because I thought it was – phenomenal yeah it's really good like it was it was really good there was some inventive page layout and all that um also hates
1: hates hands a lot of chopped hands a lot of chopped lips (laughs) throughout these these books
3: glad glad to have joined in right in on that hey i thought i was reading aquaman for a minute i was like
0: hey all right well this is a great way to end our ten of swords conversation with somebody just abruptly showing up and then let's just get out of here we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we got a special guest visitor here. Mr. Roland Bishop's here to drop a review for Sp- Spider Man Miles Morales. So stay tuned for that. All right, we're back. Gaming editor Roland Bishop is with us again. Next gen consoles are dropping from the sky if you're lucky enough to get your hands on them. Sorry, Matt. But, oh, man. Uh, yeah, not mad. <laughs> but, They're not uh, dropping
1: from the sky. I can attest to
0: that. I went outside. Settle down no PS5. Settle down, Costanza. We're gonna get you one. All right. But uh Rollin has been playing PS five and he's gotten to play Spider-Man Miles Morales PS five version. So we thought we brought him we'd bring him on to give you a quick review of that and just to give you a kind of a handy guide to everything comicbook.com is scrambling to put together for you guys about next-gen consoles, what's going on, how you can best get your hands on them, and what kind of features and questions and all that stuff you know you need answered. So, Rollin, take it away.
3: Okay, so first off, comicbook.com slash gaming. It's all right there. We try and keep the most important stuff at the top of the page there. We're constantly putting out new stuff all the time. Um, Obviously, Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 this week, we're, we're on the case. Um, but again, I was brought here to specifically talk about Miles Morales on the PS5. Uh, and I did actually write an article specifically about this because Jamie Lovett, who did our review, our written review, did play it on the PS4. I played it on the PS5. And honestly, if you have the option, you really should play it on the PS5. Uh, obviously, it looks better. It loads faster. It just plays better. But there's a lot of little touches that could possibly go unnoticed if you were playing on the PS4. Um, You may have seen uh, Brandon Davis BD's stream of the game. You may have noticed that a lot of the textures maybe weren't as good or as crisp as maybe you wanted. All of that is solved in the next gen version. Ray tracing, like all the windows as you're swinging around, uh, the haptic feedback, the DualSense controller. I've, I've talked about it before, said that this is the game changer for PS5. We're gonna see how it's used for other games. But for Miles Morales specifically, you feel the webs on the adaptive triggers as you're swinging around. You can feel the rumble of the subway in, in your hand as Miles is riding it. I, I don't know how to sing its praises uh, highly enough. Um, I think as far as games to get when you get a PS5, Miles Morales like easily takes the cake. There are a bunch more things, but you've got to remember... We're in next-gen console season when the old consoles are still very popular. Everybody already has them. There is, like, one game, just one, that is not releasing on anything but a next-gen console, and it's the free pack-in Astro's Playroom for PS5. You can play the other stuff anywhere else. Anywhere else. But all, all that said, all that said, Miles Morales easily the best one I've played so far on the PS5.
0: And uh, just to go over the basic stuff for people who didn't experience our other review, lengthwise, because this is kind of a, a strange game build, was it okay for you? Like, as an experience, does it feel fulfilling enough as like a whole just gaming experience?
3: Yeah, that, that's going to be a question I think on a lot of people's minds. Uh, Miles Morales, how long it takes to beat for just like the critical path? Somewhere between nine and ten hours. Again, shorter than the original Marvel Spider-Man. We we knew that going in though you know we knew this was going to be a standalone title, uh, title focusing on Miles himself. Peter's not really around for this. Sorry, anyone who really wants to play as Peter Parker. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really worth it to experience Miles' story um, and see sort of where the franchise is going. Um, the Ultimate Edition, which is a little bit more expensive of Miles Morales, does include Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, um, which is its whole ball of wax. So you can play like all of Spider-Man on the PS5 right now, remastered, beautiful, looking great. Um, How do the
2: boat people look?
3: I have not gone to the boat people yet. This is a question Jim has asked me several times already. <laughs> I knew
1: you were
3: going to ask that. I, I knew the boat people would come up. That's I knew it would happen, but I, there's something, I got to play like Sackboy and Demon's Very, imp-
2: The boat people are very important.
3: Explore the boat people. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: screw yeah. sack boy the boat people need their own game
3: <laughs> pulling back from the boat people yes miles Morales is uh, totally worth the money um, especially if you're already getting a PS5 like you know I, I talked about this in my review and I, I believe I said it in the podcast before that you know that's a big drop of cash for new tech in the middle of everything but if you're getting it like I, I, I can't imagine not getting miles like getting the PS5 and not getting miles that's just two great tastes that go great together
0: all right, anything else you want to hype uh, specifically for these next-gen consoles that we should be checking out on gaming right now?
3: Uh, we're doing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla coverage. Shout out to Matt, you know, really uh, knocking it out of the park there. Um, we're still putting up reviews for things like Bug Snacks, uh, other things that are releasing Just Dance 2021. Is it worth it? I don't know. You'll have to read about it. Um, How does Fortnite look on the PS5? Fortnite looks fine. It's Fortnite still. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> It's it looks so, so little enthusiasm
0: <laughs> there. It's <laughs> wow, you just bought next gen to waste money if you're just talking about Fortnite. Just go play yeah. on your iPhone, or, or yeah. I
3: mean, it's 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 the kind of thing like, um, it's designed to look good on anything, right? Like, that's its yeah. whole purpose. Like, no one goes into the new World of Warcraft expansion going, I wonder what the textures look like. I bet they're great, they're probably fine, but they're all designed to sort of mesh into everything else. I so, will yeah. give
1: Jim some support. I actually do really like Fortnite's artistic, like, like art style. I actually do like it a lot. So <laughs> I don't fun. play the game anymore. I don't play the game anymore, but I it's, like the art style. It's totally
2: You're missing fine. out. It's the best Marvel game of twenty twenty. That well, Miles Morales. Miles Morales, Morales really exists. Oh, that's right. Miles even, Morales. Is not even, game. Okay, <laughs> it's this. Se- okay, it's the second best Marvel game. I'm not game even getting on the
1: Avengers battle with you, but mm. I will say Miles Morales clearly takes it. Yes.
2: Yeah, have to. It's an easy win. Marvel's <laughs> Avengers is terrible. <laughs> Ouch. It's not
3: terrible. Shots it's not fired terrible. shots fired. It's not terrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean the, the PS five, uh, if, if you're going to get a next gen console, if you really want exclusive games, if you really want um, you know, the stuff that's already out in terms of like actual exclusive RIP Halo Infinite, The PS5 is a a good get. The Xbox Series X is still great and does exactly what it needs to do. It just doesn't really have new games right now. Boy, those load times, man.
1: Series X, Mm -hmm. I watched that video. Good Lord. I think it's blazing fast.
3: Yep,
0: yep. Yeah, somebody's playing Jedi Fallen Order finally right now. That that sounds so (laughs) great. All right. um, That'll do it. Thank you, (laughs) Rowan. Let's just do our rundown really quick. I just wanted to do a quick mention that on TV Harley Quinn episodes one and two are being offered for free on HBO max. So go over there, check that out. If you have not seen this DC animated series, you are really like slipping. It's
2: now one of the best animated shows I've seen in a very long time.
0: Oh, Harley Quinn. So good. Check that out for free HBO max. Matt, you wanted to mention some comics before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, just and just a quick uh, thing. If you're looking through books or books that you want to pick up, I would definitely suggest uh, Savage Avengers is actually ridiculously fun because it features a team up of Juggernaut, Black Knight, uh, Doctor Strange, and, oh my God, I'm blanking on the last person, Magic. And that team is throughout most of the book, and it leads to some just ridiculous things that I was not expecting and it turned out to be. I'm great. just,
2: I'm just glad that that book has finally like given up the ghost on its Conan BS. Because, oh no, it hasn't. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't. For the, I Conan's mean, for, I mean, for, I mean, I know he's in there, but like that, fir- those first couple arcs were like, they were a little rough. And the uh, whole thing is about I a swords uh,
0: and fantasy, like. Yeah, I know. I I'm saved.
2: sensing a trend. We're discovering a lot what about does, Jim
0: today.
1: D and D club hershey
2: <laughs> It's just so <laughs> weird because it's a thing. It's like I love thing. I love. I like fantasy things. I love. I love the Baldur's Gate franchise. I love Lord of the Rings. I like. That. I like that stuff. Just I don't get know that of my do. comics. The last Just few years, of my you, comics.
0: you're complaining about two fantasy things in comics right now. <laughs> you weren't into Game of Thrones, like I, I'm not sure this all holds up. That's <laughs> true. I was
2: Matt not into finished, Game Matt of
1: Thrones. Matt, finish. We gotta all get right, out of here. All right. So, uh, Champions number two. If you're if you're not looking for weighty topics, probably don't read this because there are very uh, real life uh, tethers in this book. A lot. I mean, it's dealing with a lot of the uh, Kamala's Law, and very much like societal issues are in this. I, I'm a little mixed on it, but I really enjoyed some of the, some of the exchanges. So I mean, if you're looking for something different uh, and weighty, definitely check that out. The last one I will say is Power Rangers number one. If you don't read any other Power Rangers comic of this year, I would suggest read this one. It's a number one, launches a whole new storyline and it's awesome. It does some like really interesting things with the franchise going forward. So definitely check that out.
2: I want to add one more comic recommendation because it's a, it's a book that I've slowly been catching up on. Uh, and It's been really, really good. Uh, Sophie Campbell's teenage mutant ninja turtles. If you are a fan of the turtles, is a 100% must read. Uh, and I, you know, I loved the the. There is a surprise at the end that ties back to the mo- that uh, ties back to some characters from the movies that we haven't seen in forever in canon for the first time. Uh, I just it's it's been. I didn't see that coming. I'm not I did not to- see that coming not even a little bit and so like i mean it's just it's it's added to it's added to the in a way that's 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 been a lot of fun Jenica is a great character um and like i said it's it looks good it reads great um if you're a turtles fan you know start here and then work your way backwards and forwards
1: i will say just to wrap that up on a note there you know i know licensed uh comics and even licensed games of course get have a bad rap and sometimes well deserved but there are some really great licensed comics out there. I mean, Transformers is great. It has two different books and it's been excellent. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is excellent. Power Rangers has spawned several series and it's great. So don't, I, it used to be like avoided at all costs. Now, if it's a franchise you like, I would actually say like, give it a shot. You might be, you might be surprised.
0: Yeah. This has been Matt's agenda.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe
0: too, really good. Uh, Roland, do you have any next gen games you want to shout out real quick?
3: Gosh, uh, I mean, you know, I, I talked a lot about Miles, but honestly, that again, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks plays great on the next gen consoles. Um, you know, everybody's going to be talking about Demon Souls, but my 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 super secret is that I hate those games. Uh, and yeah. I'm very am very bad at them. Uh, so just bring on bring on the hate comments now. But uh, Bug Snacks is delightful. Uh, there's there's a lot going on. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you. This is just a rundown. We just blurred out things. Move on. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. we want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com. You can listen on the site or you can listen on your favorite podcast platform, as so many of you are doing. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can tell any smart home device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast to get it going for you. Or if you wanna watch us, we air episodes live on Facebook every Wednesday and Friday. If you miss them live, you can find them at the Comic Book Nation YouTube page. If you wanna participate in the show, drop topics, interact with us, suggest things, respond to things, you can find us at the Comic Book Nation Twitter handle or the Comic Book Nation hashtag. Or if you wanna reach out individually, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar, CB.
3: I'm at Jim Viscardi. And I'm at Rollin Bishop.
0: And if you like the show, please go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review because one day we are going to have an office again when we can physically meet again. And we're going to keep Jim busy for like the next year sending out t shirts to people to uh, five star reviewers. So make sure to get yours in there. Otherwise, I'm trying to get
2: get stickers printed because those are easier to mail. Oh wow! Wait, well, we have a wow. stickers. No, no, no. I mean, no. That not for not cut for twenty twenty. <laughs> now, if it's for, 11, I just mean I just mean in general, so we can do other uh, things. In oh yeah, and oh promise yeah. Goodies. yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not as a, a pl- not as a replacement. We have too many shirts that we need to get rid of. So no, those will still go out. This is All more. Right. Little added fun bonus. I was about to say it's thrown in Cut off point
0: cutoff 2020. <laughs> <laughs> get your shirt um, now. Get your shirt Great. now. Um, yeah, but uh, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We hope you guys are en- got your hands on a next gen console or enjoying something. Staying tuned in. Staying enjoyable in these tense times.
2: And we'll be back to talk with you again. Peace. If you did, if you did Peace. get a console, tweet them. Tweet pictures at Matt. Okay, bye. Son of a gun. <laughs> wow. <laughs>